What up? John, what's good? Blubhouse episode three with your hosts. I am Temur. And I am Marco. You are watching Blubhouse live. Just kidding, we're not live, but it's live for us right now. <laughs> we are recording this on March 3rd, 2022. It's like... Yo, shout out to number three. Facts. Three, three. Free, free three. Three, three, two, two today. So last episode, we started kind of touched on the uh, meditation retreats that we did. think it might be kind of fun to jump into that a little bit and provide some context or maybe just some stories for people who might be interested in doing something like that. But also we just talk about that a lot when we're chilling. So um, yeah, let's, I, let's jump into let's, it. I think... Um... I guess we should get some some backstory. So, uh, the thing that we both did um, is a ten day silent meditation retreat, um, and there's a nonprofit organization that houses you and provides all the sessions, and it's ten days and completely free, all donation based, and yeah, it's all over the world. And people from like Jack Dorsey to Tim Ferriss to a variety of people. Um, there's a few different organizations, but this is the most like common one that people do. Um, and it's been going on for how many years, Timur? Like 15, a long 60, time. Yeah. Long so time. the, the, what do you call the founder is this guy, SN Goinka, who learned the tech, who learned the technique in Burma. And the story goes is that this technique of meditation, these retreats sort of, trace back all the way to the time of the Buddha, but a lot of meditation techniques sort of claim that. So, but yeah, he, he, um, learned this in Burma when he was in his thirties, he was this businessman who was not, you know, spiritual quote unquote at all, but he was like getting and having these very bad migraines. And he was like, traveling all over the world to receive treatment and they had him on a ton of morphine at a certain point just to deal with the pain and he decided to try out this 10-day retreat and he said like all the pain went went away he got off morphine and he sort of found this technique to be so powerful that he brought it to america 60s 70s 50s don't really remember um history well but yeah it started this nonprofit. Like Marco said, free. They they give you room and board. They feed you. It's all vegan. You eat like once or twice a day. Um, but yeah, for 10 days, you're just practicing this technique that they teach you at the retreat and um, just going deeper and deeper into your own psyche and physiology. And there's no phones, no books, no notebooks, like... It's literally like you and your thoughts and that's it. Um, and you just like, yeah, tap into a new level of uh, awareness. Like I remember like eating once and after there's like tea, no, not even coffee. So just like tea. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember sitting there and like watching the like steam swirl out of my like, cup of tea for like 15 minutes and just being like, just having my mind like exploded. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure if there was like, 
if you could see inside the room for like 10 minutes, like people would just be like, what the hell are these people doing? Yeah. It's like, yeah, mad interesting when you're in first person. Like, Did you ever get bored? I don't think so. I think I was like the whole time I was like super engaged. I mm-hmm. like, I felt like, yeah, just like really trying to improve my like practice and then yeah, just experiencing like being present on like another level. Mm-hmm. Did, did you feel like that was the case? I know some people definitely felt that. Yeah. yeah, I never got bored. I was so engaged with, I don't know, the technique, like it kind of. It's like a job. <laughs> it's, oh, it's definitely a job. It requires so much focus, um, but it also trains your focus. So it becomes easier to do. But um, I think it's like, it turns the volume up on your thoughts and that can be scary. And definitely there are moments and moments during to retreat or for some people that it can be scary and like not beneficial for, but for me, yeah, I just amplified my thoughts, but at the same time I felt way quieter. It's, I mean, like often in Zen Buddhism, you see the, uh, like the example of the, the awakened mind is like a calm lake right but the like the mind is like a mirror and when the lake is calm is when the mirror is sort of the most reflective but the unawoken unawakened mind like mistakes the reflection of the moon for the actual moon you know zen is like super classic shit yeah it's just not easy to understand if you're trying to understand it logically but i think that that metaphor of like viewing your mind as like a body of water that can either be extremely like sort of still or up again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I heard about the retreat from Yuval, um, the author of Sapiens, Yuval Harari. And he gave some interview where he said that he's been a practitioner of this, of this technique Vipassana for 20 something years, every day, two hours, and yeah, that's brolic, bro. He so like, is so committed to it. Like, I mean, clearly it's been beneficial, like from what mm-hmm. he said and what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kept it up for like eight months after, but it just, I, it just went yeah. away and now I don't do it at all. It's kind of. Yeah, I know. I definitely need to up my practice again. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the time it's, yeah, just, I, I don't know. If you were to go again, would you, like would you meditate leading up to it or just go in and just say screw it like you know the interesting thing is um i think like you know when people smoke weed for the first time or do anything for the first time it carries like a disproportional amount of value and i think i mean i could be wrong but i kind of feel like i've gotten like the 80 20 out of it and like subsequent practice would be like because i can talk about what i learned like through it and how it continues to impact my life but and like you, I know you feel the same things, but like, I don't find myself longing as much to have that sort of experience anymore. Um, I feel like I feel the same way, but I also feel like that could be a sign of like, to go back, it would be helpful to go. Like, I, I feel like, cause it wasn't really like, yes, there were a lot of like learnings from it, but also just like the act of actually like doing it and like meditating that much was mm-hmm. just such a, like, I don't know. I think a valuable like way yeah. to spend time. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. And it was great. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember people always saying like, oh, it's so crazy that you like go do one of these things. But to me, it was just like, this seems like such an interesting thing to do. Not even as an experiment, just like, okay, mm -hmm. like, yes, meditation is good. Like the rocket fuel version of it, like probably would be pretty interesting experience. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's like probably one of the most interesting, like sober experiences you can have. Facts. I think, yeah. So heard about it from this author, Yuval, around like March of 2018, put myself on the waiting list. And then forward to August, like I quit my job. I was kind of, I was pretty depressed and like not really moving forward. And then kind of like, I think of it as one of the greatest graces of my life. Like I got an email, um, like inviting me like, Hey, you're off the wait list. Can you make it? And it's like in two days. And I was like, shit, should I do this? And yeah. <laughs> I was like kind of sweating it. Like, I don't know if I should do this. Like I haven't prepared anything, blah, blah. And my dad, I asked my dad and he's like, dude, you've been talking about this nonstop for like a couple days, weeks, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. you should just go do it just to, to, to see what it's all about. And that really just, my dad helped me make up my mind uh, right then and there. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Said it. Yeah. And, uh, I was scared that you know maybe i'd lose my mind um but i have experience from you know psychedelics where i trust my ability to deal with like crazy mental stuff and surrender and like let the experience happen and yeah i just it's also a safe environment i feel like yeah. they create they have like great gods and like i don't know i feel like if anyone ever was not in a good place i feel like they can handle it like mm -hmm. well um I think after leaving there, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think defer to yourself. Like if you feel like you can handle it, just defer to yourself. Like if you feel like you can handle it, that's a better sign than anyone telling you you can or can't. Um, but yeah, like I just remember, I remember like throughout the, I mean, there are certain experiences that were very profound, but um, the major takeaway was, like I remember being able to have like to be able to think and not lose my train of thought without exerting any effort. And like, you could like backtrack shit. I could easy. backtrack yeah. like exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. Um, it's kind of like if you're like driving or walking on a really foggy day and all of a sudden the fog lifts and you see like where you came from. Um, that's kind of what it was like. And yeah, I, I remember, I think I said it too. Like I'm a, I feel capable of thinking in long sentences slowly without having to like exert effort. It was just like effortless. Right. And it was, yeah, yeah, it's definitely an IQ booster for sure. Yeah, for sure. I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you feel something similar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, like, I think I got a lot out of it in terms of like understanding of myself, the world, different things. But I think, yeah, I think I came out of there with like a deep focus. But for me, like it was, I think the biggest thing for me that I got from it was just like really understanding the physical way of processing emotion, like mm -hmm. how physical, how physical emotions are and how like, yeah, just a really like how to interpret emotions through the physical experience of emotions. And like, that was like a huge game changer for me. And um, yeah, I think just like deepened 
how I understand myself and how I interact with people. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what it'd be like if we went on a, a three day retreat. Like I know, so this place like limits it to that, like your first one has to be a 10 day, but then once you've done one, you can do like a three day retreat. I wonder, I wonder what we'd get out of it. Like even just an experiment, we should just like send it when we get and just wherever, like in Florida, somewhere near, near New York, like, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's a weekend and like, I'm mm -hmm. sure I, I can only imagine it would be, we'd get something out of it or at least it would be interesting. Like we learned something from it. Like, Yeah, I'd be down. I definitely think I'm going to do more in my future. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This bro, this guy I met was like, he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing this for like 30 years. This guy, I could have like, I don't even like his house could have been burning down and this man would have been sitting there with like a smile and just like in, enjoying the warmth of like, mm -hmm. the fire. Like it was incredible to see. And he'd gone all over the world on like 30 day retreats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yuval does 60 day retreats where like, he's not talking anymore <laughs> for 60 days and just focusing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, like part of me wants to know what that feels like, but I don't know. I, I think, I think cold, cold water is like meditation on steroids. Um, I feel like one, like two minute, two to three minute session at like 33 degrees. I don't think that the temperature actually matters. It's like whatever is appropriate for you. Cold, yeah. Um, there is an approach. I think some people can do ice plunges and like not feel deeply meditative because they're maybe not, they're building up tolerance just through exposure instead of like just trying to relax your body. And of course both mm -hmm. are happening, but there is an approach you can take to it where you go in and you just like really focus on what you're feeling in your body. And like, in order to stay in there, you really have to relax because like Vipassana really is a, one of the facets of it is like, you're relaxing your body to like such deep levels where huh. it kind of feels like, I mean, there's so many examples. Yeah. Like a, the stilling of a body of water or yeah. like the clearing of the clouds or, there's a lot of lot of examples, but I, I think like it's when your mind and body and everything is just like in sync and like there's mm -hmm. no yeah, it's just all operating at its one, which yeah. we think is always the case, but once like it's experienced, it's like mm -hmm. oh, never mind. Like, yeah, I think uh, I remember some meditation person wrote about this and said it like what's happening. One of the things that's happening in meditation, why it's so beneficial for some people, is because you're learning how to rest your nervous system and i don't know if that's literally like a scientific description but it feels like that and it's like a kind a kind of rest that like sleep doesn't give you like yes you can wake up feeling very refreshed from sleep and like every once in a while you'll have that like elite sleep where you wake up feeling so good but it's different right like that meditative rest feels different yeah somehow. yeah i wonder like i mean the guy in one of the retreat like things he's like some guy didn't sleep all night and just like meditated for like whatever, like six hours and like felt like amazing. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I wonder what that would be like. I mean, it would be exhausting in some senses, but I'm sure once you like get over a certain bump, it would be like incredibly like, mm -hmm. I don't know, you'd feel really rested from it. Um, but yeah, it definitely is not the same as sleeping. Um, yeah. Crazy shit. It's, I think, I think there's a lot of value I, don't know, I think it's so easy to go through, like, to just live and not realize what kinds of experiences we can achieve through different practices. 
And I think meditation is one of those. Cold plunging is one of those. There's probably a bunch like different drugs or running a, yeah, a like, marathon or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like, uh, a Jocko, like hell week, you probably tap into like, like the deepest level of just like being in tune with your body and like, yeah, I don't know. Just a different mental state. Dude, for seven days, sleeping only two hours and constant physical exertion. That yeah. sounds like, and like, bro, they're literally like, talk about an ice plunge. Like they're in the, you're out in the Pacific open Ocean, yeah. and the water is like what? 40, like in the forties, like forties, fifties, obviously yeah. isn't as cold as like 30, but like, but it's also, if you're doing it for out, like hours yeah. a day and like mm-hmm. after crazy workouts, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if I, I always think like if I had 10 lives, like, and I could like devote each different life to one. I do think, cause I remember as a kid, I don't think I felt it. Like Jocko talks about when he was a kid, he like just wanted to be a commando. I don't know. I definitely didn't feel it as strong as him or maybe in a different way, but I remember like watching like spy movies and like, that's what I want to be, you know, sure, like, sure. probably most kids feel that when they watch like James Bond or whatever, like, sure. but it would be like the things that, like special operations like like soldiers know yeah it's different is mind-boggling like they know how to fucking like just i don't even know because it's all under wraps like it has to be secret information but the little the few times that jocko's talked about like the kind of stuff they trained or like sure and like they know how to get tortured and all this shit like like shooting physical things torture Mm -hmm uh like tear gas uh i'm sure they have to study like geopolitics and understand different Mm -hmm. like it's probably not um on the spy topic something i found really interesting one of my friends family like worked somewhere in the government and like and said that like apparently a lot of spies are like women and like one reason is just like they're on it's many people don't suspect them to be spies and then mm-hmm. two there's like many things that are like normal for women to do that like would seem sus otherwise so like if a bunch of girls like go into a bathroom together like to congregate and like exchange information like that doesn't look weird really but if like a bunch of guys do it's like kind of you know can raise some eyebrows mm-hmm. um, i don't know how that translates across cultures but that's what he said and he said like the people that you see are, that are spies are not james bond you know like chiseled Jaws, it's like these like women that are, you know, non-attention grabbing, mm-hmm. according to him. Yeah, Tim Kennedy said that same thing too. Like women are typically more effective in like extracting information and sort of staying under the radar because people are not threatened by in general, like people are not threatened by women. Fuck. Yeah. It would just That's be like I just want to know what the truth is like in some cons- like a conspiracy kind of way. Like I-, I want to know what happened to Epstein, even though we know what happened, but I want to I know mean, like yeah. what is under the hood that we're not finding out about. Like, sure. Who- I'm sure there's so many interesting. Oh my yeah. God. Like, what I find is interesting is like how many major events we've avoided due to like intelligence or something like yeah. that. Like there's probably like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably mine. Like, very scary how many things yeah. have, like stopped and also on that note like andrew schultz on on flagrant two the other day said like without war 
And I think like that just generalizes to without some sort of conflict, there can't be heroes. Sure. And uh, Nassim wrote Nassim Taleb in the beginning of the Black Swan. Like, I believe the intro, he talks about how there needs to be some day. And I think he's kind of being not sarcastic, but like a little tongue in cheek. But like there needs to be some day where we celebrate the heroes who are unsung because of the things they prevented. Right. Like if you compare, like, let's say the day before 9-11, intelligence was able to apprehend whatever. They were able to stop it, prevent it from happening. The person who prevented it, no one would ever know his name. But after it happens, you know. Guy with Osama. Yeah, whoever killed Osama or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think, like, I totally agree. And I think we, we spoke about, remember that? that bug with uh coinbase where like this guy found this like basically like infinite money hack mm-hmm. and like reported to coinbase and like he gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right but like if someone were to exploit that or he were to exploit that that's like easily like hundreds of millions of dollars if not more yeah. and like yeah i don't know it's what, what is it like an ounce of prevention is worth like a pound of, of cure or whatever yeah. like yeah like yeah we price it the opposite way around mm-hmm yeah. It is what it is. It's a fact. That's a pretty cool. I, I really like that idea. Uh, like, I, there's a company that uh, specializes in that. It's like Hacker something, or it's like Hacker One or something like that, where, yeah, companies have like big bug bounties on their site. Like, okay, if you find like this level bug, this level bug, this level bug, like it ranges from like a few thousand dollars all the way up to, you know, like millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's such a smart concept. And it's like, I don't know. It's counterintuitive uh, to put one of those in place. Facts. To some yeah, dude, I just... Man, I really want to learn secrets. Like, I just remember as a kid thinking about, like, when I read, like, Dan Brown's But Have you read any, like, Angels and Demons or Da Vinci Code or anything? No, but I know. Like, yeah, so, like, the whole secret society thing, like, what actually exists, what... Like, what do the head, like the leaders of the world know that we just don't know? Like aliens, have we contacted with aliens? Like who's really running the shots? Like sure. who was Epstein sort of, who was, who's everyone that Epstein sort of like serviced or I don't know how the right word sure. is like, that we just don't know about. I mean, everyone thinks the Clintons whacked him, but. Who knows? Yeah, you remember that I shit think, a couple uh... years ago, Pizzagate? Yeah, that was like that was so. so uh, wow. All right, what were we about to say? Um, I was gonna say, you know how like that quote where it's like the future's here, it's just not like evenly distributed. Like mm-hmm. the truth is here, it's just not evenly distributed. Like, Thanks. yeah, it's uh, gotta try to balance. That's it. the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the truth is here, it's not evenly distributed. Facts. Fire. Put that shit on a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Facts. What else? Uh, what else has been good? What's what's been new on in the world of of Tamar? Things you're curious just, about, learning about this fucking war, man. I'm like glued to Twitter every single night, following yeah. Naval's list. Um, anyone curious who's listening, Naval Ravikant at Naval N A V A L on Twitter put together a list that's just called War, which he sort of hand selected. Um, a bunch of different Twitter accounts that he thinks are like reliable 
and informative accounts with regards to like reporting on the war. And I've, I'm getting fatigue, like keeping up with everything because there's just too much information. If I don't refresh in like a few hours, I'm like, yo, I, I, you can miss like a massive piece of news, even though it's like not that. Yeah. I don't know. There's this great video though on YouTube. You might've seen it already. Um, it was going around Twitter. It's this channel called real life lore. Okay. And have you, have you heard of this? So the video is called Maybe, like why right. Russia is like invading Ukraine. Invading. But it's like a 30 minute video where this guy um, who's like amazing YouTube channel where he just, I mean, it is what it's a real life lore where he's talking about like sort of the history and sort of developments of different things. Like the video before the Russia one was like why the next decade. It's like a Dan Carlin type of situation. Not really. Where, it's, like... it's animated. It's like a yeah. comprehensive like history lesson, but it's short, gotcha. like. I don't know how to describe it, but anyway, he sort of talks about the relevant historical factors that led up to this war. One of them being NATO, one of them being um, sort of a lot of natural gas was discovered in Ukraine in the last decade. And Russia is very interested in that talk because Russia is like their yeah, main for, I think it's like 50% of this economy is just, uh, yeah. Oil, yeah. and oil and gas. Did you see that thing? Yuval had a, a Yuval, tweet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, it's Russia's a gas station with a new like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting to because I think you know. Uh, did you read the Twenty One Lessons of the Twenty First Century? The very first line in the book is like in in the modern day, clarity is power. That's not a direct quote, but something like that. Like basically, we get inundated with inter- information, and one of the powers is being able to like distill and sift through information. Um, And I found that that video was super helpful um, in sort of understanding why Putin, what Putin's motivations could have been. Sure. I thought also that, uh, was it Catherine Hall or whatever her name is? Like that article that we both remember as ago, I thought I sent Fiona Hill, Fiona Hill. Yeah. Fiona Hill. That was like such a good piece where she's just like dropping facts and like clearly like, knows all the ripples behind like how he got to this like wave mm-hmm. um yeah but i, I want to check out that that uh series on youtube yeah i'll, I'll send you a video you know, the production quality on some youtube channels is unbelievable mm-hmm. like it's equal or better than many tv shows oh dude yeah this like, channel yeah. this channel has like five million subscribers and yeah. that's a lot for a youtube channel and yeah. the production quality on his videos are just wild like it's like an interactive like history lesson it's amazing yeah since doing that class i've uh now i'm on like the editing part of like this first video for my appreciation of like making videos is on like another level now mm-hmm. it's like casey basically says he's like he's like when you record your film that's like your ingredients for your meal but like when you're editing is like when you're like cooking being a cook and like yeah and i and like it's a hundred percent a fact now i like watch videos and i'll be like yo this editing is like off the fucking charts yeah um and you're just getting exposed to it imagine yeah like, like casey's I'm, appreciation of that yeah yeah and it's like nuts and it's like obviously you want good ingredients and like but like have you ever seen those videos where they take like a pro chef and like an amateur and that like the pro chef gets like a ten dollars worth of ingredients and the the amateur gets like $500 worth of ingredients like mm-hmm. and they make roughly like the same meal it's like the same thing where like yeah editing is the movie almost like so yeah let's let's talk about that class like what has the experience been like so far you've had two is it every day is it a couple times a week 
there's like pro it's just like project based so there's like videos that you watch and then it's like you do a project off of like the lessons so like you have a few days to like record uh scenes then you have like a few days to edit like the first third of the video so like tonight mm -hmm. i have to like finish up like my first version of this and it's like not great but it's like cool to like you can see the like seeds of something good there and obviously it just like seems like i just need to do a lot of reps um mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know it's uh been really interesting the community is if, if the wildest thing is this whole class right it's 250 dollars, but it's really the community and like the action around it that is like so important and like what mm -hmm. where the value provides like casey spent literally like probably recording this whole class like three hours like just an afternoon recording it and now it's something he probably makes like a few thousand dollars a day off of easily mm -hmm. um but it's all in the work and the community like people give tips and everything but like could you imagine like give me a book that like you've found impactful like skin of the game yeah like can you imagine skin in the game but like where every chapter you had to like do an assignment like either like a paper or like a like go out in the world and do something with each like chapters information mm -hmm. and then like have a community where you like talk about it like it just takes things to like a whole new level like well that's kind of what boot camp was like right i mean i'm sure yeah. different but the same like yeah yeah three week modules where two weeks you learn something new and then the last week you build a project either yep. with a group or individually um yeah i mean i think like we both feel the same way that like formal education at least in our experiences was kind of disappointing when we sort of when we got exposed to the process like in boot camp for example because like knowledge needs to be applied to something I think applying it to something at least enforces the learning way more than like reading it and taking a test on it. Like, sure. Cause boot yeah, camp, I think, go ahead. Yeah. I, know. I think like, you know, about like Elon's school that he like started for his kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like the smart way, like they, there's a problem to solve and you like learn how to fix it. And along the way you learn how to solve those things. You need math, mm -hmm. you need coding, you need all these things. And I think like, in regular school, we put the cart before the horse. We're like, oh, here are all these tools that you learn. Yeah. You probably forget most of them. And like, you have no clue how to apply them. Like, Yeah, I felt that way, like in language. Like when I took French in high school, it was like learning grammar and shit. But like, yeah, you think about learning English, like I knew how to communicate. Even if it wasn't like I'm talking about as a kid, like you learn how to communicate, if not well, but like well enough to get what you're feeling across at some like sure. minimum sort of like effectiveness level and then like as you grow older you enrich your base right sure. like i remember being in french class like and then when i went to france after being i went to france in junior year of high school so i'd been in french for two years um and not knowing like just basic like i had to like yeah. study basic stuff but i feel like i don't know a language class should be like first level when you go to the country if you're in the country and you had no one to translate can you survive like Get that around. should exactly. be like the first level Two yeah. should be like, can you date? I think like, sure. like, can you meet a girl or a guy or whatever you're into and like connect with them if they speak no English or whatever sure. your base language is. And then no, after that, like, start thinking about like grammar and like fucking 
saying things properly. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's weird. I think like, yeah, like pract practical things with like rewards at the end. Yeah. Or like consequences of getting it wrong and rewards for getting it right. Like, I think it's just like right up. At, it's tailored towards how humans learn. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we, I don't know. I think our education system like fails us on, on that front. Um, and learning so fun and interesting and like kids love to learn, but like mm -hmm. we like take all the fun out of it, take all like the benefit out of it and just like plop books in front of people. And yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think that there's this bias. It's, I mean, for sure in academia that there's, it's been defined, but not really justified what the right way to learn something is. And I remember in French class, because I asked my teacher, who was a great teacher, but she was sort of of this school of thought, like learn how to read and write first and then learn how to speak. And I think, like, even if I say that, like I learned how to speak before I learned how to read or write, there's kind of, it sounds like, oh, so you were illiterate, but I was communicating, like, sure. like why... I think like that incentive structure needs to be there. Like, why do I, like, why do I care about reading or writing? Right. It's because right. I want to like convey my ideas, but, sure. or whatever. I don't know. There are probably a lot of reasons or create or something like that, but I'm not connected to the sort of audience that I want to create for in that language. If I can't communicate with them sort of just interpersonally right. just talking to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nassim talks about that in office books. Like most of the math you learn in school is, is not, like useful although there is a place uh, actually I, I should re retract that because i actually don't think that's his view math may not be the best thing but like i don't know there's just a lot of stuff you learn in school like that doesn't actually i think economics right like even ray talked about this in in the first principles like after the first after not the first after the tw 2008 crash like policymakers started going to a lot of like finance people, like hedge fund guys, because their sure. understanding was based on yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I a thousand percent agree. Um, I wonder who is going to be like, I wonder if it's going to be like a grassroots thing. Like a few people are like change the way that people learn, or it's going to be this like one Elon esque, if not Elon himself, like, character that's like okay we need to really overhaul how we learn i who know like it could come down to like you know there's this east and west divide and like you know we need better talent and like you know it, someone's degree or what they know like becomes like pretty relevant and i think you see it right like we see it in in the in like tech right now like it's all based on skill and not you know credentials on on paper really mm -hmm. um, Hopefully that day comes sooner rather than later. Hopefully our uh, our kids can take advantage of it. But yeah, when are we going to get uh, Elon optimistic. Musk Day? Literally. We need an Elon Musk Day. Facts. I think, uh, bro, with, with Ukraine too, the man just like literally does more than like many governments. Like mm -hmm. brings in a communication network that can't be taken down facts nodes to get connected i'm sure he's like donated money and whatever like mm -hmm. I don't know. it's crazy dude i want to like be friends with him i know a lot of people right. hate on him i don't yeah. really get it i mean i guess he's a troll on twitter some people think he's manipulating markets with his tweets i don't know if that's true 
I don't think it's true, but it might be true. I also think it's like irrelevant. Like I feel like not irrelevant. I just feel like he's done so many impactful things. Like even mm-hmm. if he stopped today, like I don't know. All the things that people like complain about that he's done, like, are so secondary to like the major like benefits he's brought in. Right. Anyway, yeah. Like all if not all, most car companies now are like have fully like developed electric vehicles wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened as soon as it happened or as quickly as it happened if it wasn't for tesla like the space race seems to be alive again because of spacex like because spacex happened and then you know bezos started his thing and then uh uh, who's that other guy branson uh, branson branson is doing virgin galactic like there's apparently like a bunch of other big space companies. Like there is some company I was reading about that's like the second largest private space company. You sent it and to they me, like right? Three D, I think yeah, they like three D print rockets, yeah. like like on the low, and they're yeah. like raised billions of dollars. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just like this whole resurgence in like the importance of space, and I think yeah. we're seeing that. Like I think Ukraine is literally like just highlighting how important it is. Like like there is now a network that really. By and large, can't be taken down. Uh, not yeah. a huge, huge asset for the U.S., and I'm sure that's going to be a priority of other countries. Facts. Yeah. Elon's a goat. I don't know. I know Facts. people that don't like him, and I whenever we're like in a room, I never. You just can't disagree. Sure. But uh, he's the goat. I don't. Who's a great? Like, I, would you want to meet him? That like, yeah. I, I feel like yes. I would, but I also yes. it's like you know, like the don't meet your heroes. No, like, everyone who meets him says like that he's so yeah. like. I just think being around him would make me like just so much smarter. Like, bro, every time he comes out with a new podcast, like I just feel 400 times smarter by his constant ability to just break things down and analyze and explain. Like, who else? I think Balaji is one of those, like also similarly, like listen to him and just like Mm -hmm. feel on a different planet. Like who else? Um, For me, Nassim, what I read his books. His Twitter annoys me. Well, no, it doesn't annoy me. Um, but he is like kind of cantankerous online and in his books too. But when I read his books, I'm like, this guy knows, he knows how things work. Like um, Tim, like I think Tim has calmed down in recent years. Like the way he talks, he's more into like being calm and kind and stuff. But sure, sure. if you listen to old he's Tim Ferriss stuff, up. oh my God, dude, old Tim Ferriss stuff, like his ability to just think like communicate and, breakdown problems is so elite you probably feel that way about josh waitskin yeah josh i think like charlie munger and like oh my god like and like like buffett if you hear them like just go on for a minute like mad interesting and like i don't know you can definitely tell they're tapped into a different they're tapped into reality in a different way than Mm -hmm. than most before i feel also adam robinson huge hero Yeah. yeah He's elite. so elite. We got to chat with him one day. We're going to get him on the podcast one day. Adam, we're going to get you on the podcast one day. <laughs> I DM with him sometimes, and he'll respond every Facts. once in a while. He follows Facts. me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, he's the he's like one of the underrated Johns. He's like in, in the shadows. Like I think he's he's yeah. doing a lot that we don't know about, like working with Facts. all these investors and shit. Yeah. But his Twitter is a gold mine. Like, yeah. It's an elite Twitter. Um, matter of fact, 
there's a there's a, a joke post that was like it was like follow accounts based on one tweet unfollow accounts based on one tweet pretty far I, I don't know if I fully agree. I've definitely followed on one tweet, but yeah, I don't know. How would, how would you feel about that? Like, yeah, I think there's, there's some truth to that. Like when you see a tweet that really blows your mind, I'm not into this thread shit. Like, yes, bro, it's kind of cool. So it's blog. The whole point of Twitter is like, learn how to say it like sure. concisely, but who am I to say what the actual point of Twitter is? But sure. um, I think people show they like, like it. And obviously like, Good threads are elite, but like there's yeah. so like the amount of bad threads is horrible. So I'm looking at Twitter right now to see if like just Adam Robinson's Twitter because one of his tweets could be like a whole podcast episode, like talking sure. about it. Um, he says like right here. I mean, this is kind of sort of cliche, but you know what everyone calls visionaries just before they achieve success? Yeah. Deluded. Deluded. Yeah. Um, Probably can talk about that, um, but yeah, Adam Robinson's elite. We'll get him on the podcast. Fuck. Um, he's a New York doll. Like, that'd be sick to just. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't live there anymore. Would, yeah. Oh, really? That'd been fire to just uh, chill with him. Yeah, chill with him. Grab. I don't know. Grab a dinner. We'll become friends with him. Fuck. Um. Well, I don't know how long we've been on this for about an hour. 40, we, uh... 41 minutes. Let's let's make it to an hour. What has been new with you this past week? What are things you've learned, experienced, thought about? Mm. So while while you're thinking, I'll I'll share something just to not have uh dead time on the air i have been taking the cbd and the other i don't know what's in this shit but i got high as fuck the other night um on off this cbd and i don't think like meme meme comment ever facts and i remember i was texting you like essays because i was having so many high thoughts but one thing i think is like that i thought about it's like i think you know, Munger has that thing about you, you're kind of the inception of the mental model like concept that you should learn so much and so broadly that your brain and your mind, the way you see the world is like a very dense, um, like a very dense, like chain link sort of lattice work. Yeah. And uh, I remember being in bed off the CBD, just thinking like, the more you learn, the more you are able Easier to. Guess. Yes, I agree with that. But the more you're able to recognize, like, the both the range and the limits of like knowledge. Facts. And I think like there are these phase shifts that people can experience when they learn a lot about something. I mean, what do all old people say? Like, when you're young, you don't know shit, right? Like, oh, when I was in my when I was in my youth, I didn't know anything, but I thought I knew everything, right? Like, what is that? I think it's like thinking. But I think even when you're old, like you, you, no one knows shit. Like, even the wisest people are like, yeah, I don't know shit. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. But the younger people never think I don't know shit, right? Sure. Like, like, 
it see like I think when we're younger, or it might not even be with like age necessarily, but just exposure, you think what you see is all there is, or you think what you think is what's knowable. And then you start exposing yourself to like, I don't know. I think scientists Anything. understand this really well. Like the whole like history of science is like what are What's things true? that we can't know just by looking and experiencing them. And we have to develop like a process of experimenting to see what the actual truth is. I think it's very important to bring that sort of thinking like out of the specific like domain dependence of science and like into, sure. into life. Yeah. I think like if, you, if people take a step back and realize like if, if you say like Tim, like, oh, I know something like that's a pretty profound statement, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I know that for a fact, when this happens, this will happen. Or like, mm -hmm. this is the case of how to destroy behind this. And like, if you think like how many, how many like laws of, of like physics are there, right? There's like a handful of, of like laws that we have for physics and like, mm -hmm. Can you say that like what I know is a law, right? And almost yeah. everyone, if they like the answer is even if you're a hundred percent sure, mm -hmm. the answer is probably no. Yeah. And like, yeah. Knowing is like a rare thing. Mm -hmm. Or it should be. It is. And I also think the the framework of science, I believe, is better. There's just like annoying philosophers who will be like, what does it mean to know something? The only ones you should listen to are the philosophers of science like Karl Popper who like laid out like a rigorous framework of like what it means to know something or like how you can approach knowledge is like fault. Like is, is, is the postulate like falsifiable? Like, is it possible sure. of being proven wrong? Right. If it's not possible of being proven wrong, it's not in the domain of we knowledge. Can't say exactly. Yeah. Or it's not in the domain of like, we can know. Right. No, it's so fine. Um, Something before about what we were talking about. Um, the, I, I wonder a good rate or a good way to like understand a learning rate or like an interesting metric for a learning rate would be like years to feel like a dumbass, right? Like you probably feel like a week ago, you don't, you wouldn't be like, oh, I was a dumbass a week ago. But like when you were 15, you'd be like, oh yeah, I was definitely a dumbass. Mm. Like, but somewhere in that gauge, like probably like, a few years ago, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I was a dumbass like three years ago. But like, if you, at what, like, that's a good gauge. Because if, if you're like, oh, 10 years ago, I wasn't a dumbass. Like, you probably aren't learning enough. Or, like, you you either might know. still be a dumbass or yeah. just be a <laughs> fucking master or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's probably the former, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting, could be an interesting way to gauge learning. Do you have any of those recently? Like let's say in the last one to three years that jumped to mind. I think with so many things like communication, like um, anything related to like tech, like coding tech, anything, mm -hmm. um, creating things like having relationships. Yeah. I, I, like all these things are just like, I would consider myself like a complete dumbass. Like, mm -hmm definitely in the few year time range and like yeah even with the last year has been so huge even the last i don't know i feel like a few months since like starting a blog starting a podcast like i feel like completely like i don't know mm -hmm. paradigm shift i don't know how, how do you feel yeah the one that comes to mind is fashion 
my girlfriend, like when we met, I, I don't know, April, May last year, we like connected and yeah, it's been a, a minute, a year coming up. Wow. Yeah. And when we started becoming more comfortable with each other, she's like, look, I like you. You dress like you have no idea about style. Like you have no way, like you have no understanding of fashion. I was like, fuck. And she really does. Like she has like a, like a really good sense of aesthetics and like style and stuff like that. When she was in New York, she was like in fashion circles and shit. So I can look back to where I was a year ago and be like, wow, I was so dumb. Like I didn't know anything. And like, you know, some, some, part of not knowing something is like not caring about it. And like, I don't think I appreciated like how important it is important or like what the fundamentals are, like that there are fundamentals that are like kind of laid out. Like, and then like, I don't know, my music teacher in high school said like before, before you break any rules, like you have to know the rules. Like he, he said, there's like three levels of an artist. I think I'm remembering this correctly. Number one, you don't know the rules. And you're just like doing your thing, right? Rule number, like level number two is you know the rules and you're like functioning within the rules. Like level number three, you know the rules and then you're breaking them knowing what they are, like when and why to break them. Fact. I feel like some people are in tier one and accidentally like are labeled as tier three. Tier three. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. It's elite. It is elite. Um, I'm to think, have you watched anything notable? Videos, movies, shows? I know so, you're big. Euphoria is your bread and butter, right? So I didn't love season two of Euphoria. But yeah, that finished last weekend. I won't ruin anything, but I thought it wasn't as gripping as season one. Season one would like fuck me up. Like I'd watch an episode and just like. I needed to like be just, bodied, just be grateful for my life because it wasn't that fucked up. Season two did that tweet, like that. bro. That was it was like it was like when in Euphoria did they study the SAT? Like, Facts, yeah. When did they ever like have any funny. schoolwork? Literally, like talking about going to MIT or whatever. Literally. Um, but season two. Season two was. I mean, there were some good episodes in the middle, but I thought it wasn't as gripping overall. Um. My girlfriend and I started a show called Counterpart, which is pretty interesting. Only like two or three episodes in right now, but I like it. Um, we rewatched the well. For me, it was a rewatch. For her, it was the first time. This South Korean movie called The Handmaiden. Have you heard of it? I feel like I have heard of that. Was that the one that was the what's it called guy? Um, Boot camp. No. Oh, the parasite Wait, guy. The- yeah. Nah, it's not him. Um. I'd say like similar tier movie, not at all in subject matter. Like it doesn't feel the same, but in terms of like how excellent it is. I don't know how, if, if it was in the same tier, I'd be, or in the same category, I'd be shit. Yeah. Definitely different genre, but amazing movie. I would definitely add it to your list. The Handmaiden. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, what else? Started the Dresden Files. Kind of corny, but it's an easy read, and I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm like maybe yeah. four chapters in right now. Yeah, that's that's all that's coming to my. Oh, I watched the Foo Fighters movie last night. Atrocious. Bye. It was so bad, but it was meant to be bad, so it's okay. But like, so bad. Yeah, it sucks. It's disappointing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped for. I know. I know you didn't like it that much, but the new Formula One uh, show is coming out. I'm like so hyped. That's like probably like. The one TV show I'll watch. I just like 
I don't know why it's so like gripping for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't dislike I it's it. Interesting. Yeah, I think. No, I know, I know. But like, you weren't like head over heels for it. No, I wasn't. I yeah. feel like it'd be so interesting to see what problems like the engineering team is facing. Like, it's probably so so interesting because all those cars are just like so custom made and like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole season, they're just like tweaking them and they break and then how do you fix it? I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like it's probably a really interesting uh, job, even though I'm sure it's like incredibly competitive because it's, you know, people are so passionate about it. Dude, what if like Elon came in and designed like an electric Formula One car? If they it's have possible, Formula E. It's electric. They have Formula E. It's like a whole different uh, like series or like whatever, like whole different like league or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um but I think all modern Formula One cars are like some sort of hybrid uh, car. But yeah, there is Formula E. I actually went, there was one in uh, Red Hook that I went to. It was like on the water. It was it was cool. But I didn't appreciate it at the time. Mm. Um, but I'm sure if Elon came in, even with like a regular car, he'd probably like destroy with finesse. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, he should who, do it. Say screw it. Like, I think he has big, yo, what not is worth his time? Yeah. What is like, where is he going to be when he's in his 70s? Like, 80s. Hopefully a lot. I hope a lot. Yeah, I think when Elon Musk dies, that's a sad day for humanity, because there's no one like him. There's no one like him. Yeah. I mean, he's already he's already he's already like, you know, set things in motion. Like, mm-hmm. like if he died today, like his work has like so far reaching, and like mm-hmm. even within his own companies, but in like he's like you said, like just in the broader sphere, it's just been like so impactful. Yeah, that'll be a, a tragic day. Very tragic indeed. He's the type to figure out how to live forever, though. Literally. Yo. I hope I hope he doesn't die from some crazy shit. Like, I don't know, like his private jet crashes or something like the Kobe shit. I don't know. Yeah. Or assassination. His yeah. security detail must be, like, off the charts. Bro, there was a, a Twitter account that was, like, following where his jet would go. And they, like, she tried to pay them, like, 10K to, like, take the account down. And then... The guy was like, nah, screw it. And like, it's just like a huge security, uh, I don't know, hole in his system. But apparently, I think he like switches planes. Or I don't know. He has some way around it now. Yeah. I mean, that must be nice. so annoying to deal with. If you're like, I mean, first of all, that's like, that's a huge intrusion of privacy. Like, stalking, yeah. yeah, you're basically stalking someone. And people were like applauding the dude, like, oh my God, you're a hero. Oh, like, he had like 100,000 followers. Yeah. It's fucked. Like some crazy. Shit. Yeah. Okay. You're a good engineer. Like you know how to do that. A good hacker. But like, that's like Elon Musk is such a valuable human that like to disclose his location is such a like just like it's such a a threat. Like there are definitely people. He probably gets yeah. so many death threats. Like I'm sure at, at like I wonder at what level like the death threats start becoming like regular. Like and I, I'm sure it's specific, right? Like to industry or like mm-hmm. if you're like a singer versus like you know the ceo but like i'm sure once you hit a certain level it's probably not mm-hmm. tim talks about it in some podcast episode like he's got like he's like strapped right it's oh like house. he says he has like yeah, guns mad, all over. guns knives elite security system like yeah so uh, tim has said like i dare I you to break into my house like i dare you see what yeah, happens yeah. this guy this book i was reading it's like this like I got it founded Maxim and he's like, I don't know, had a bunch of publishing companies and he was like, if when you get rich, like, or like you're successful, like, uh, don't even think about 
the weirdness of security, like get high quality security and don't think about it. Like it'll feel weird, but like you will, it is a non-negotiable, like, mm -hmm. and it's just like such an interesting, I don't know, definitely a, a more money, more problems than anything. Facts. Yeah. But so what have you uh, consumed or sort of experienced this week that's been of note? Um, I think, I don't know. I really like that article, uh, about Ukraine. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I have one thing I want to talk about, but I, I don't, I'll save it for another episode. Um, you want to tease us? And, uh, no, I'll save it. All right, but I, I would rather, uh, talk about it another time. Um, do I know about it? Yeah. Okay. It's not really a big thing. It's just, right, yeah. Um, Facts. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'm blanking. So. Yo, my boy, um, he texted me the other day, Joe. He's like, yo, what's, what's your shoe size? I'm like, I don't know, 10, 11, depending on what like make. He's oh. like, Joe, you haven't met him. He lives in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, yo, I just bought a bunch of new skier gear, skiing gear. Do you want my old stuff? And I'm like, facts. So he gave me skis, boots, Bye. poles, like for free. Bye. Um, and high quality stuff. So good to have. We should visit Jay. Yo, how do people travel? I, I want to try snowboarding. Really? You, you like pack them. They have like a travel case. I'm sure you get on like Amazon or, or something. Um, and then like just check like golf clubs. Yeah. You Thanks. wear them on through security. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I want to try snowboarding. I'm like horrible at skiing, but I think I'd be a little bit better at snowboarding. Really? But uh, yeah. I feel like I know how to board and like conserve. So like, or I, I shouldn't even say that. I can amateurly surf. Um, mm -hmm. So we should plan some trips this summer, or just come. I mean, I you're coming to that. Down. Are you coming to Miami soon? I think so. I, there's a uh, there's a very good chance I come to Florida in the next few weeks. But yeah, let's not do a Key West trip. But let's come down for a Key West trip. Right. Key West I'll is see what mad fun with friends. I know, I know, I know. And you let me know about that other thing too. Yeah, yeah. But I'll let you know. That's on the back burner. Nice. Um, and yeah, who knows? But who also who knows what the next few? Bro, Balaji weeks, tweeted. Let alone months. Balaji tweeted said. like. It is. He thinks that it's a good idea to consider leaving major American cities. I know major cities. I know. Like leaving. I mean, New we York, literally are in World War. Yeah, we literally are in World War Three right now. Like everyone that like is, and it makes sense. Like, is like it's not. Oh, when we enter World War Three, it's like we are fully in World War Three, and like, I don't know, the fact that China's been quiet, and like, there's many countries that have like sided with Russia. It's like. I uh, we I mean there's clearly a, a big divide. So, uh, what do we start We're off the podcast now, with but... saying? Putin, Putin's what? What was the first thing that we said? I forget. All right, well we'll have Putin. to rewatch it. Yeah, um, we'll run it. And I forget what the podcast name is that we said. It was the truth. The truth oh, is here, but it's unevenly distributed. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Facts. Well, right. should we do a little one, two quick questions and then we'll, we'll wrap things Facts. up.
Yeah. Um, um, let's see. What is, what do you think is the most underrated food that, yeah. What do you think is the most underrated food that you really like? California like, burritos. No California burritos are like easy. Cause like people think Box. it's going to be gross. Cause there's French fries in it. Like you're out of your mind. California burritos Box. are the best top three foods in my life. Like yeah, shout out I'd to, agree with that. shout out to Lucha Lucha tragedy that they closed. Oh, Best burrito I've ever had in my life. Free Lucha. Yeah. Ooh, that might be the podcast episode. Free Lucha. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, what's your answer to that question? Mine, mine would be that there is like some high quality frozen pizza. Like I feel like frozen pizza as a whole, oh, pretty fast. trash. But like DiGiorno's or oh. like Elliot, there's some pizza that just like slaps. Dude, it doesn't get it doesn't get the respect it needs. Oh, yeah. Facts. Throw some respect on oh, DiGiorno's. Geez. Literally. Yeah, we got a lot of podcast, a podcast title names. Literally. That might be the one. Throw some respect on DiGiorno's. Fox. Um, all right. That, well, what episode three? Oh, you're gonna do another? What what is one right. song that's been on repeat for you recently? I really <laughs> like this song. Let me pull it up. Um I've been listening to a lot of like French music lately, but the top song I've been listening to is, I think I sent it to you as well. Um, okay. It's called Live Well by Palace. Yeah. Fire. I like that. I've, I've never listened to it in the last like week. It's been my, my knock. So. Mm-hmm. Mine has been Selfless by The Strokes. Overall, I don't know why. I mean, you've been this- on a kick. Um, since Outside Lands, I have not been able to stop listening to Strokes, and I have fallen so in love with their 2020 album, The New Abnormal. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost. Yeah, I'm almost listening it to it cover to cover every day for like the last two weeks. Yeah. And Selfless Box. is currently my favorite song on the album. Yeah, we got all right. We're we're gonna launch the Blubhouse podcast. Uh, sorry, the Blubhouse playlist. Box. It's over. Um, but well, that was a, a fun chat as always. Yeah. Um, and we we have officially, eh, informally we have a, a website, uh, bloodpalace.com. So check it out there, and you can have uh, access to all of our all of our stuff, and we'll put our playlist up there. Facts. We're gonna start the Blubhouse playlist. Are right, you? Um, episode cool. three success in the books um we got a surprise for y'all next week it's a surprise for us too because i have no idea um well yeah let's call it yeah peace peace